What is this? For the mask. Can I begin? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the chill kit. I got the cards to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows to nod your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I would never spill it. Yes, sir. Damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know me. Welcome to the For the Masses podcast. I'm your host, John Barrett. I'm excited. I'm grateful and I'm blessed to be with you. Right now, I'm coming to you with a Wrestling Wednesday episode. This is my first Wrestling Wednesday episode. Wrestling was a huge part of my life that I was blessed to be a part of. And I, like, I'm grateful that it, what it did for me, but I'm also grateful to give back. One of these people that's going to be on a podcast today for the first ever Wrestling Wednesdays is a great mentor to me. Um, But before we get into that, admin tasks we have to take care of because we do what we have to do, right? So please follow us on Instagram at For The Masses Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook at For The Masses Podcast. And please follow us on YouTube at JB The Masses Podcast. I am super grateful for the love and support up until now. Let's continue to grow this podcast to the biggest podcast in the world. I have J.D. Ramsey on. He coached multiple high school programs, multiple college programs, and multiple All-Americans throughout his years. Um, when I started wrestling in college and I went to my sophomore year, he kind of took me under his wing and, and kind of gave me the what I needed to continue to uh, progress. So I'm super grateful that he was able to jump on the podcast, make some time out from his busy schedule. Hey, J- JD Ramsey for the Masters Podcast. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I feel like you're you're sending me this kid. Like, he's definitely you, – you, you see potential in him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, he, he's got a lot of potential. I think that, um, you know, he just hasn't been wrestling very long. And uh, he, he's going to shoot through the moon once he gets to that next level. And when he start? Um, he started, I think, his sophomore year. Maybe his, oh, I think really? his either that or his freshman year. He's, he's qualified for states once. And, oh, okay. Um, he's a really know, qualifier. Yeah, yeah. He just fell short last year. Just a very tough bracket there at the regional. Oh, yeah. Well, good for him. Like, yeah, I'll definitely tell, send out Coach Bowling. What weight is he? Uh, 38 right now. I think he'll be a 41 in college. Yeah, we're just so loaded all around those weights, you know. Yeah, that, that's fine, too. Yeah. That's fine too. Yeah, but um, hey, Coach Ramsey, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Yeah, JB, I'm I'm excited, man. We've been talking about it for a minute. Yeah, I know, bro. Yeah, like it'll be it'll be just like you know regular conversation or, or normal conversations, you know. But I definitely want everyone to like know a little bit about you. So let, let's talk about that. Where you're from, how your upbringing was, you know, things like that. Um, well, uh, born and raised in West Virginia, which is where I met you. Um, born in the southern end of the state, I grew up in Milton. Went to Capital Midland High School, and uh, ended up powerhouse. going to West Liberty. Yeah, absolutely a powerhouse, man. We were uh, we're tearing up in the football world right now too. That's awesome. And um and like so so out there like you, what sports you played growing up like wrestling football? Yeah, you know um, I played some football. I wrestled, um, played baseball when I was really young. I rode dirt bikes. I raced dirt bikes. That's probably the. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I raced for a while. I actually have a little Harry Potter scar right there. Yeah, that's that's it. Bro, I don't know if I you can see that. it. Yeah, a clutch lever actually went into my forehead. <laughs> Are you it was in there? It was lodged in there? No, um the bike we were tumbling down a hill and the bike just kinda it happened to land on my goggle and I got really, really lucky. Um I broke the, the ball of the clutch lever off the night before in a race and we were out on the trail. And we're tumbling down this hill, and it hits me in the eye, that sharp edge of the clutch lever. And you could see in my goggle where it slid up, and it actually entered into, like, right in between the helmet. Like, one of the craziest happenings of my life. Just such a yeah pinpoint right here. 
So, well, you know, I've got that little Harry Potter. I'm glad you have your eye. That's so yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, and then, uh, you know, I moved down here, almost lost my thumb cleaning uh, up Hurricane Katrina. A buddy of mine took a chainsaw right through here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. I'm so, lucky to still have all my appendages. Yeah, definitely a blessing because, like, forget that. So, <laughs> so you, you grew up like, I did not know that. Like, I really didn't. Yeah, no, I not I didn't figure you would honestly. I didn't know if you knew the dirt bike. I thought thing I knew not. everything about you. I ah, see. You're, you're learning something new every day. That's why we have a good relationship. That's it. <laughs> Always so good Ramsey, to talk to me. No, absolutely. And so Ramsey, where you? Uh, when did you start wrestling? I was 11. Um, I was 11. I moved in with my mom, and when I moved in uh, to Milton. They were like a powerhouse. We ended up being ranked tenth in the uh, country, actually, oh, wow. um, in middle school. Yeah, I wasn't even a starter um, in eighth grade for my middle school. <laughs> um, so, middle school? yeah, That's we were crazy. we were absolutely loaded. Like we were, you know, poised to win states, and um, you know, obviously, like Matt Littleton was on. You know, we know Coach Littleton, so um, Coach Littleton's team ended up winning states. You know, when we were seniors, mm-hmm. and um, it, we had a lot of guys that kind of fell off for this and that, and you know, I moved away. But you know, obviously, Littleton's team was very tough as well. No, that's, that's we, crazy. We'd have gave him a run though if we'd have been able to stay together. That's crazy. So you were immediately like immersed into like high level, a high level program. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Ken Cherito, he uh, he trained all those guys, and actually his. Milton location was like less than a mile from my house. Now he had already moved on um, away from Milton um, by that time when I moved into Milton, but you know, I, I still felt his presence there wrestling all his guys from you know training when they were like five. Yeah. That's so crazy. So like, what made you like, what made you like go off of wrestling? All my friends that, you know, all of those guys, all those charity guys that we were just talking about, I met them through football. When, when I moved mm-hmm. in, I, I immediately started playing football. Um, we were terrible. I was the quarterback, and we went 0-11. You were <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a very good one, I guess. So, you know, 0-11, you can't can't claim any uh, accolades. But, um, yeah, man, all those guys wrestled, and they were all, like, great wrestlers. And I remember, like, that was kind of my goal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in and just get my butt kicked. And, like, I'd be like, all right, well, I want to beat, you know, Johnny. And then the next week, I want to beat Jimmy. And then the next week, I'm going to beat Bobby. And, you know, that's kind of how I ended up progressing through the levels. There was always somebody better than me, um, you know, until usually my senior year in the room. So that that was really good for me in college and in high school. How do you avoid, like, not getting discouraged? Because obviously, like, you probably lost a lot in the beginning, got beat on a lot in the beginning, right? So, like, how do you not just get discouraged? Um, I definitely – I wouldn't say that I didn't get discouraged. Um, I just – I would say that – I had, I had a great support system. My, you know, my dad was always with me for those long, long drives home or, you know, the, the dark locker room sitting <laughs> in the corner talks with the teary eyes and all that when you're younger. And, and um, <clears throat> I think he just taught me about being resilient and, and my mother, I, you know, I saw her go through a lot of hard times um, as I was growing up, you know, we kind of grew up together. She had me fairly young. Yeah. And I think that having her around and, and seeing just, she's tough. I mean, mom, mom, mom is tough. and um you know i I think that definitely both of my parents gave me that foundation and and you know my friends were doing it so i was gonna do it so i had to just get better you know yeah 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 it really wasn't a choice i just wanted to be good and i wanted to be able to kick my friends butts you know so yeah did did you have like a good coaching staff that like really encouraged you to keep coming did they see something in you did they say things like that or like what was it like 
Yeah, I, I definitely would think, um, you know, my, my high school coach had a lot to do with my development. Coach Ernie Sparks, um, rest in peace. He passed here recently. Um, a larger-than-life personality. Oh, you're, you're good, man. Larger-than-life personality, larger-than-life himself. He was like 600 pounds, I think. Really? So, yeah, oh, yeah, he was a giant. He was a giant. And I can remember, you know, he had a, he definitely had a, a temper, but from the minute that I came into the team, he, he I think he kind of had a soft spot for me. Yeah. And um, he kind of took me under his wing. And he wasn't the most technical coach. You know, he's 600 pounds. He's not going to get down and, and show you like a Jonesy <laughs> tilt or anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's exactly what I needed. Um, at the time and and what I needed to develop as a man. So he taught me a lot about wrestling and life. And, and I definitely um, thank him for that. Now nah, that, that's amazing because I feel like we all have that, like the, those coaches that are like that for us, you know, and just like, like are make us better. Like men. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I think anybody that's fell in love with the sport of wrestling has that coach or, 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 so, you know, a few coaches, you know, yeah. some, some of us are, are lucky enough to, to have like you know a great coaching staff at, at different levels and, JD and I, Ramsey. I was too <laughs> what's up jd ramsey to john oh, yeah thank you i appreciate that jp i mean i mean it for real we'll, we'll get into why i mean that later on but so yeah so you end up starting at 11 years old and i'll uh, end up just like seeing guys and you sit and sitting goals for yourself like bars and you know what's crazy about that too i i, I started doing that and I think that helped me and like other aspects of my life. Like when I'm doing my army physical fitness test, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna beat this guy. I want to run next time. I'm gonna beat this guy. And then slowly, like you get, you set goals for yourself, you know? And, um, and, it, and it's, it's impressive that you were doing that at a young age, honestly. Yeah. I, I um, I've always kind of had, had a little bit of that in me, I think, but uh, you know, I, I definitely think it's really, really important to set goals. And you know, you hear it so often now on podcasts and, and and there's a reason why all these successful people are saying the same message is because it's working. Yeah. You know? And, and it's funny because I have a, I, we do a Google classroom on my high school team and mm-hmm. I, I put in there, you know, my, my put in even in my goals, just so, you know, nobody had to be first coach Ramsey will go first. And, you know, some of them immediately on it, you know, three goals listed out, how they're going to get there, all the stuff, all the stuff in the rubric for the assignment. And, um, you know, it's it's the successful guys that are that, yeah. are that are just jumping all over that. And um, in our college, I coach at St. Thomas University, new NAI program in their second season um, as well. So I'm a graduate assistant there, and you know we're struggling to have some of these guys come to the goals meetings. And and, and you look and you see the guys that are showing up to the goals meetings, and guess what? It's it's the successful ones again. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's crazy because I think just like goal setting in general, like even if you don't look at them every day, like you you have them there subconsciously and you start checking them off. And um, I like I think like even in my life I strayed from like actually goal setting, um, and I recently started doing it again. And I've checked it like last week. And I'm like, oh man, I'm still checking these off like as we go into the year, you know. So uh, super super important, you know. And um, so so you eventually like end up like starting to beat those guys, right? And you're like getting good. Like what prevented you from getting burnt out? Um, I, I think there was a time, uh, where I was burnt out. Uh, I cut a lot of weight when I was a kid, you know, to make that yeah. lineup. I mean, it's, we're talking in like seventh grade, you know, I cut yeah. like something like th- from 135 down to a hundred pounds mm-hmm. and just, just, you know, foolish stuff, the old school, you know, way of thinking. But at the same time, you know, you want to get in that lineup and, and you can't beat anybody from, 
you know, what is it? 105 up to 145. Hey, you got to figure something out, but um, <laughs> figure yeah. it out. That That's a saying we have at the uh, Golden Bear Wrestling Club. Wrestling Club. High yeah, level make, program. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Golden Bear WC. Absolutely. <laughs> Shameless plug. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. but yeah, man, um, you know, it was fun. I loved, I love the sport. And I really think um, one of the things that, you know, who knows if I don't want a state title, maybe, maybe I don't even wrestle in college, but I know that not winning that state title, you know, I had like a little vision quest. I had this four time Fargo mm-hmm. champion that I was wanting to be um, named Andy Thomas, still one of the toughest guys I've ever wrestled. Um, couldn't, couldn't quite get over the hump. He whooped my butt from sixth to 12th grade. And uh, he, you know, I got third twice losing to him in the semis both times. And I think that that still left a little bit of hunger in me. Um, Then I went to college and my first year at West Liberty took a lot of lumps, Hmm. took a lot of lumps. I went two and 20 at a very tough 184 pound class. I think, I think we had like um, three national finalists and two national champs at my weight that year. So very, very tough. Um, And, you know, I think, that really was like very, that was probably the closest I ever came to giving up the sport. Um, and you know, I was cutting a lot of weight there. I cut from like 230 uh, at my heaviest down to 184. So tough cut. Oh my gosh. Yeah, really tough cut. And um, going heavyweight, man, saved me. It was the best move I ever made. <laughs> man, you're like the, the third person I know that did that. Max going up. Terrence going up and then they get really good. And exactly. Yeah. You get really good because you're really happy. You know, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're probably happier than all the other heavyweights cause they've been eating their whole lives. And for the first time you're like, wow, this is the greatest thing on earth. So maybe it's the, the joy level there that's causing them to be successful. Something. <laughs> Man, something I'm, I was missing. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I was decent. But like, so I, I guess, I guess like, like with that, with that being said, like, you know, not burning out, obviously i'm getting getting super close to it but you stayed with it right you end up going to your high school career how'd you finish in uh, high school uh four-time qualifier but you know that's not really saying much in west virginia but uh placed uh third twice um fell short in a, in a super stacked bracket uh, i think we had like two division one guys that went to liberty we had a uh, a guy that was that was a ultra athlete place. It was a very tough weight class, but didn't place. Then I ended up going to the tournament of champions just a few weeks later, didn't place at West Virginia and got second at the tournament of champions just a few weeks later. And that really boosted me into a place in the States the next two years. Um, I fell a couple matches short, I think at nationals, you know, at at NHSCAs. I think I was two rounds away. Who knows? Um, Ran into some hammers out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Just, but I think that all of that, all of that experience, you know, kind of falling short on all those goals led me to have the college career that I had, um, you know, and not to say that I, you know, didn't want to win a national title, but, you know, being all American means a lot to me. And it, it kind of showed me that, Hey, you know, the journey was worth it. A lot of people, a lot, it means a lot to a lot of people, you know, and, um, it, and it does reflect that for you. I think, um, like, again, I think, I think a lot of us in division two specifically have that kind of like story of like, Hey, fell short of high school. Hey, let's get better. Let's hungry and like let's like figure it out at the next level, you know. And um, I think those are usually guys who translate better, honestly. Yeah, I, I would agree, man. I would agree. You know, you you talk about burning out. It's a lot of the times it's those guys that have been mega studs their whole life, you know, yeah. and they get to the next level. And they're like, you know what, this this isn't for me. Or maybe it was their parents pushing them the whole time, and they get away from mom and dad, and and then you know that changes everything. Um, especially you know you've got like coach dad or dad coach, 
you know, um, and then they get away from them for the first time, and, and that usually changes guys. I, I agree, and and so so you are obviously a, a different story. So you end up going to West Liberty, a pretty like good program at the time, and one well, now as well, right? But like, what made you yeah. choose West Liberty? Man, you know that that's a really um, that's an interesting story in itself. Uh, well, Bash had hit me up, which I think Coach Irwin would have ended up coaching me at some point in time yeah, if I yeah. chose to go there. Um, so it's kind of crazy how that came full circle. And all um, boys school in Indiana. Yeah. Well, the all boys school was kind of the, the seller yeah, for me. I like <laughs> 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 uh, same reaction, same reaction. Um, yeah. And West Virginia tech, they were like starting their program. You know, they brought me on campus and, and I had some calls from another couple of schools, but, um, Coach Whaler really stood out to me. I don't know if you ever got to meet him. He's at Mercyhurst now. Um, uh, shorter, like skinny, ball guy? Yep, that's him. Yep. That's the guy. Um, he he came on, and um, I think it was NHSCAs. He, like, walked up to me. Hey, just saw your match. You know, I'm with West Liberty. And I already had some ties to West Liberty. Chris Gibbs, who's an all, also an All-American out of um, Cabell Midland. And then Coach Sparks' son, Zach, um, was wrestling there that season as well. So um, I think by the time I got there, Zach had, had you know, kind of given wrestling up. But uh, Gibbs was on the team. And he used to beat me down all the time <laughs> when I first went up there. He, he was like the senior that whooped on everybody my freshman year. Um, but, you know, Whaler recruits me. And then uh, two weeks before we go to West Liberty, we, we all get this call. Hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to be a coach. And um, – it was kind of a mad scramble there. I don't, I don't think, I don't know how quick the turnaround was, but I remember like not knowing who the coach was for, you know, several days, maybe a week or so. And then, um, you know, they announced that coach Brian Davis had been hired and, and he was a national champ. Uh, I think I believe it was in 96. And then he brought on uh, a coaching staff of, of like Brandon Hinkle who played, you know, a pretty big role in my life, getting me into yeah. MMA and stuff. Um, and Brian Edison, who was a national champ. And then they had coach Rick Price there. Who's, a legend. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting coach price, but uh-huh. he's, he's one of the best human beings you'll ever meet. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I, you know, happy with the coaching staff we had there and then Mitch Smith and, and uh, was, you know, a grad, grad assistant. I think I wrestled a little bit with Mitch and then before he took the program over, he was the grad assistant and I was there for kind of that transition. Um, and then um, Brian Leggett, who's the head coach at William Park, he was also a grad assistant while I was there, a student oh, assistant. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, actually Leggett was my roommate at the time. So he was always in my corner, um, you know, and one of the older coaches. Man, that's, that's awesome. So you, you end up committing to West Liberty. You end up having a freshman season of 2-20, and 20, and you're like, man, like what's going on? So pretty, pretty discouraging season, you know. But and, and, and to be honest, like I, I always look at it like, hey, you won matches. Because, you know, my first school, I had guys that never won a college match ever. And I was like, bro. And I was like, wow, like. It's rough out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is. And, you know, you go from, from, from winning like 50, 60 high school matches yeah. to winning two, and it's like, wow, that's gut check time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah 100%. But, yeah, um, I don't – go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Well, well, and so you end up going two and 20. You end up, like, just having that, like, reflection, and you're like, yo, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go up. So that's when you stopped cutting weight and you went up? Yeah, I took a redshirt year. Um, okay. So I, I was like, you know – I, I pretty much read the writing on the wall. Mitch Knapp was a stud. I wasn't wasn't going to beat him in the wrestle off. I didn't think we were good friends anyway. We kind of made that decision. He was going to be the ninety seven, and I was going to be the eighty four. The mm-hmm. previous year, and I was like, you know what, man, I'm just done cutting weight. 
I, I was up to 2.30 before if I really get in the weight room. And that, that's what I really noticed, you know, that, that first uh, year is like, man, you, uh, you know, you skipped the weight room a little too much. You did a little too much running in high school and didn't hit the weights hard enough. So I really got after the weights. And I, I'll tell you what really helped me make that transition to heavyweight was I worked at a, an 84 lumber for two years in a row and then uh, Lowe's another year. So I worked in a lumber yard, you know, or moving bricks and everything else. And, and especially at 84 lumber, you know, we were doing all kinds of crazy construction projects. So that really, you know, a six to eight hour workout, maybe more every day, usually, you know, yeah. eight to 10. And then you, we would get off and I would go lift weights with like a group of high school guys that I was coaching through the summer. So, you know, like eight to 10 hours straight lifting weights and, and lifting heavy stuff really helped me make that transition. I took a redshirt year, um, kind of drifted, a little bit that sophomore season uh, away from the team was, was kind of, you know, finding myself. And, and I think that, um, you know, you asked me why I started wrestling. I kind of started wrestling because all my friends did it. And it's like here, you know, I, I'm starting to see all my friends kind of falling off. You know how it goes. You, you only have three or four guys usually, you know, that make yeah. it all four years with you, you know? And um, it was just like, man, there, there, there was a, a lot of questions uh, about what I was going to do during that time in my life. And my dad was just like, Oh, you, you know, you can't give it up. You know, he kept kind of saying that and I was pretty much done. And um, then Cody Tominak, I don't know if you've ever met him either. He mm -hmm. actually qualifies for nationals and they brought us in to train with him. They were like, Hey, you know, you haven't been around, but Cody made it to nationals. We need some heavy, heavy bodies. You know, why don't you come in and wrestle a little bit? And I was taking this guy down and riding him out and getting out. And I was like, I'm scoring on this guy. Like he, he's yeah. a national qualifier. Like you can do this. And, and so it, it, it rededicated me. So I, yeah. you know, again, all over again. And so I worked just as hard as I did um, in, in the off season. You know, when I got to school, that's when it was discouraging there. Uh, you know, the red shirt year was just tough. I think not competing, you know, yeah. um, but then, you know, kind of reinvigorated me and, I ended up having a, uh, you know, a pretty decent sophomore year, but I made it to nationals and that, you know, re-sparked me all over again, going into my junior year. No, absolutely. And, and, and obviously you end up like capping off your senior year. I think you, you played your highest was all, all American. You placed eighth. Yeah. I ended up placing eighth, um, had some real battles with some guys that were higher on the podium knew, you know, it, it was, it was a tough weight. I think any given weekend you wrestle that tournament all over again, yeah. you're going to get a different result. You know, sometimes I probably don't play. Sometimes I place higher, whatever. You know, everybody can say that. Everybody says, oh, I could have won that match. I could have won this match. Um, but, yeah, just, um, you know, you look back on it, and it's all about the journey anyways. But, man, uh, I think I won, like, 37 matches. They've got they've got two of them missing, so they need to make sure they fix that because I, yeah, I think I'm in the top ten. I think I'm in the top ten seasons if they put, give me those two wins. I think I went, like, 37 and seven. Um, ha had a great year, man. I was undefeated in duels, which uh, I really, I I'm pretty proud of that because we won a few big duels that came down to heavyweight. And, I, you know, that's one of the most exciting things, man. Like some guys kind of like, oh, man, I, I hate being that guy. Or I loved it. I thrived in that moment, you know. I'll put the team on the back and carry him in. on your back, man. That's it, man. I, I love that. Those are the moments that bring the team together, you know, and you're like, yo, like that's my that's my homie on the mat. I'm going to support him. Let's see if he can get this done for us, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I remember winning all, you know, the All-American match and stuff, but some of my favorite moments were those huge dual wins and you look over and your your team's just going bananas on the sidelines and that's just such an awesome, like you said, and it's always a fun ride home. 
you know, <laughs> you, you get a win like that and walk, walk out of, you know, like a, a UPJ gym and, and it's a real, real fun ride home. And I was on those, you know, those car rides home from Johnstown where it was pretty quiet too. So. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Man. No, that's awesome. So you finished eighth, right? And then you, uh, you, you have, do you take any of the time off or do you immediately come in as our GAA Jesuit? Yeah, no, it, it was, it was pretty much an immediate turnaround. I think I fought that summer. Um, and, and then, you know, Sean pretty much offered me the job. Like, oh, you know what? I had a, I had a student teaching you, or a student teaching you at uh, West Lib, and that uh, I, I served as their student assistant. So I kind of did a year with them, and then Jesuit came on. But no, not not really any time off. Yeah, and and that's awesome. So you know, everyone listening, uh, Coach JD Ramsey was our first graduate assistant at William Jesuit. Um, a program that eventually we took number two in the nation after six years of being a program. But he, um, amazing feat, amazing feat. And I, I would say, Coach Ramsey, like you, like you, you laid a, a huge foundation of us eventually doing that. You know, and um, I, I know when I came in, I was super grateful to have someone like you because um, I think I was probably one of like two or three like transfers, and I had like a pretty decent like season before, right? And I come into Division Two, and then I'm just like horrible like i transferred they don't take my credits um there i'm ineligible the first semester so i'm wearing a freestyle singlet at these tournaments and then um you just just always just like like beyond me and then we started doing one-on-ones and then things started to change for me you know so i was always super grateful for our relationship and just like how you just took me under your wing you know so i I appreciate you definitely oh yeah man that those those years um were some of the best years of my life, man. I love coaching you guys. Such a an infectious group to be around, you know. Um, and it, it was it was awesome, man. Well, you know what you guys did up there, you, you know, after I left was super super special. And um, I'm just you know thankful that you guys considered me a part of that, man. That's uh, that's 100%. awesome. One hundred percent. I know you like you were obviously impactful to me because we stay in contact, right? And then um, I know there's a lot of other guys on the team you played a role in. You know, and um, they might not say it, but we appreciate you definitely. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate you guys as well. Obviously, I, you know, um, loved having you guys come back down. That was super special having you and Max and, and TJ come in and can kind of coach my guys now. That was that was a really awesome experience this summer. Yeah. So, like, fast forward to like now, you know, um, we'll talk about the intermediate in between. Then you started like doing mixed martial arts. You went down to Florida, um, end up like uh, you know competing down there. And eventually you start like coaching a, a local prep school. And, you know, I came down here super impressed off John. Cause I was like, you know, right, I don't do, I don't do high school stuff anymore, man. Cause like some, some, some it's, too, it's not, it's, I, it's, were, were we on the new mat? I think when you first came down, we were just on like two slices of like old busted yeah. up mat. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, you walked in and, and it's just the cafeteria and now they're talking about building this facility and things like that. So it's been, it's been a wild ride there at Matter Lakes. It has been. Nah, it's been, it's been amazing to see. I think even when I came in, it was like, Hey, you already put a couple of years of work in there to get the, like the seniors you had, you had three or four. And then here I'm coaching at a division two regional tournament. And I see like three of the four guys you sent to college all competing at the regional tournament, which is a huge feat, you know? And um and then I think one of them placed, you know, yeah, yeah, and I think that's when um Omar placed. So it was just like, man, like he's doing something right, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, man, we have uh we have something special brewing, and and it's funny that you mentioned that team uh, in in, uh, 
that specifically because um, that was like Nestor Nunez, David Alvarez, yeah. and, and Omar Armagol. Those are the three you're talking about. And I can remember telling their group there was there was another class of seniors before that, but I can remember telling that team specifically, like, you guys don't even know it yet, but you know we're still sitting on those two slices of mat, and I'm like, you guys don't know it yet, but this is the start. And this is the start of something special. Like when we yeah. win those state championships, because I knew we weren't going to win the state title that year or anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew it would be a while before, you know, we're even in contention. I, I wouldn't, you know, I would say we're still making that climb um, to the top of the mountain here in Florida, but we're getting damn close. And uh, I would always tell that team, man, how, how special they were uh, and, and how, you know, when we look back at, the, at it with, you know, a couple of state rings on our fingers, we'll be able to say, Hey, that's the group that started it. And, you know, they were probably like all oh, coaches just, He's just blowing smoke or, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever they thought as teenagers, I'm sure they're like, this is stupid. Why am I doing these pushups? Like, it's not special to me. These are mm-hmm. dumb. You know, I'm sure you had those thoughts going through your head, but now it's funny because those same guys are coming back around the program and they're like, wow, this is wow. like, can't believe what you guys are doing there. You know, then I think we had, you know, what, what would you say that you had maybe a, a group of 12 when you yeah, were down there the first time? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if we had, 12 now i'd be shocked that we have 40 some kids the other day at our high school uh preseason wow. workout so that's awesome man and like and you guys are just building you run it like professional program you let these kids no expectations and then i think the, a big factor and i noticed it was which is down there is like family support did the families buy in you know yep. and i don't know if that's everywhere in florida but i just noticed it like these kids are like your parents are like, hey, yo, can you do a one-on-one hey i'm not from here bro but like you know, like you get, you got the best coaches ever. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I think that wrestling um, kind of brings that, that it attracts that family atmosphere. Anyway, you have yeah. so many great families in wrestling, but um, yeah, where we're at, I mean, this, there's, there's a huge Hispanic population um, and family values are, you know, very, very important, especially to uh, most, most of our, our guys are Cuban uh, uh, descent and, you know, their, their families are, fiery and passionate and they want the best for their kids and they you know they still have that immigrant mentality where you know a lot of these kids up north they're you know they're they were generations and generations generations spent in america where you know these guys um you know parents and grandparents hey they know what what how lucky we are to be here you know stateside and they're like you're not going to waste this opportunity so they you know they want their kids to become somebody and i think that those type of people wrestling attracts because they're like, you know what, if my kid can do this, you know, they understand yeah, what, what this that, is really setting you up for. And that's life. I, I agree. And, and they know it pays dividends later on, you know, and um, obviously like, we know it. And, and, you know, I think it's the most frustrating for me as a coach is like meeting kids like who want it more than they do, you know, and um, it drives me crazy, Ramsey. Like, you know, but like at the end of the day, you know, they got to decide for themselves if they there's something they want to do. Um, so yeah, so you, the the name of your uh, the prep school you coach at is a uh, Major Lakes Academy located in Hialeah, Florida. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Matt, Matter Lakes, um, and uh, we're actually a public charter, so not technically a prep oh. school. Kind of operate um, in this weird limbo area um, between a public school and a charter, but um, we're we're governed by the Academica Corporation. So there's slams and, and matters and Somerset programs. Uh, and, and others governed by academic all over the country. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like once you're in the system, you know, I could, I could find a job easier somewhere else in like in Arizona or, uh, you yeah. know, or you, wherever, wherever the case may be, wherever the schools are. So that's, that's pretty cool. 
that's dope. And like, just like any good coach, you go to a new a program and you're trying to build something. You start a club, right? Because you know the games are made in the off season, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody does the you know the two three months of the regular season. Yeah, what are you doing outside the season? So you started the Golden Bear Wrestling Club. Like, talk about that a little bit. Well, um, I, I, I got to throw it back uh, to my guy, Brandon Neifeld. He was already, yeah, that's it. He's the he's the head coach and the director of the program. or uh, He's the head coach of the uh, school and director of the program. And, um, you know, we, we kind of just run everything as, as a two-headed monster these days. Um, but when I first came in, he, he had already been working at, at Matter Lakes for several years. Uh, I think this is his, like, 10th or 11th season as head coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the um, – ninth year or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but you know, he's been coaching there for a while. I started the program and it was, you know, him and, and a couple of the guys when I first came down and we kind of started the golden bears. Like the idea was there um, that first year, but mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, you came down and I think we had like two or three kids, you know, yeah. it was, wasn't what it, what it ended up becoming. Um, and then, yeah, the next year we just kind of took off. And I felt and I wrestled West Liberty together. That's that's what I was looking for. Sorry. Um, but, okay. you know, that's kind of how I got brought in to Matter Lakes in, in the first place. We were college teammates. And, you know, I think that having me here um, took a lot of weight off of, like, uh, the, the technique part of, the, of his shoulders. And, and he's pretty soft-spoken. You know, he's, he's like the, the cool coach, um, you know, yeah, yeah, and definitely a little bit of like good guy, bad guy going there, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the bad guy, so I think he needed that, um, you know, that discipline factor, and we our our technique style, our our styles, the techniques that we use are so different. I mean, yeah. even from like the way that we fight hands, so I think that that really helps because, you know, you aren't going to wrestle the same as I am. You know, even if yeah. I teach you everything, you'll find what you like to do. So I think that having having two coaches like that that kind of um, you know, don't necessarily do the exact same things. You can learn more because you're going to pick a little bit out of this one's mind, a little bit out of this one's mind. So I think that's helped us a lot. And, you know, we've just, we've been growing. Um, I, I would have to throw out uh, Wagner Roach and martial arts too in Hollywood, Florida. Um, yeah. I coach his son, Achilles, who is going to be a freshman for us this year. One of a, a super, super stout freshman class for us. We're, we're going to be loaded here for the next few years. But a lot of those guys are um, jujitsu first right out of Wagner's gym. And, you know, we kind of started coaching Achilles and, and they started seeing the gains, the, the people around him. And just like slowly but surely they've been trickling in because, you know, these these guys are, you know, they're obviously wrestling is helping their jujitsu game and vice versa. Um so I think we're we're creating a little mini grappling dynasty down here uh, between us and Wagner Roach and martial arts. Yeah, man, Dude, I love it, and I'm su- I'm super super happy for you. You know, um, and Neefield because like um like I said, he he's a great guy too. You know, and um, always shows me love. You know, even on, like on social media. So like I appreciate him a lot, definitely. And um, and so like let's talk about your little mixed martial arts though. Like you got anything going on on the mixed martial arts side uh, in the near future? Well, yeah, you know what? I was going to roll at the Worlds, which are this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the original plan. I was I was going to go to Worlds, and grad school has just grad school, and then the two coaching jobs. Yeah. So I leave I leave my high school program, um, you know, and then I drop one of our guys off, and then I drive back over to St. Thomas, and I wrestle with them for another two hours. So you know, my nights are loaded until seven thirty. It gets you know, I get home at eight. Yeah. 
and I just haven't been able to train jujitsu as much as I wanted. And um, I, I'm regretting that. I, I can already feel that I'm going to regret it because I wanted to go. It would have been my first trip to Dallas, first trip to Texas. Yeah. Um, and I was very excited to compete again. But, um, you know, I definitely will. I think next summer uh, uh, you'll probably see me compete, um, you know, maybe on like a, a fight to win card as like an undercard or even just like a small tournament to get me started. But we'd definitely like to make it onto like a flow grappling show one day nice. at some point in the future. So you'll nice. see me again. Um, not not necessarily. I don't, I'm not too uh, into striking anymore. A lot of people probably don't know this about me, actually. Um, so I'll go ahead and use this kind of as like the first time I've came out and said it publicly or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I was training, training to fight. And I was in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I say it all the time. Um, you know, if, if I'd have met Wagner earlier in my life, I probably would have had a much more serious martial arts career. Um, yeah. Vag- Wagner has been a huge influence on me even now, you know, as a coach and just as a human being, he's a great guy. Um, but, you know, um, I was training for for my first pro fight. I got beat, um, lost like really wild fashion. I, I was beating him the whole fight. Um, you know, wasn't doing quite enough on top. And they stood us back up and with like 40 seconds left, the guy hits me with a huge right hook. I go into survival mode, um, you know, jump down, take a knee to the face and then get tapped out in a rear naked choke. So that's my oh, first really? pro fight. Yeah, 12 seconds left. And I was dominating the whole fight until, you know, that little 42 second span. But, you know, that's the fight game. And that's what makes it so so exciting. But uh, so you have to have an eye exam when you fight. And in West Virginia, when I would get this eye exam, you know, in the first two or three years of my MMA career, they would just be like, oh, yep, you know, you check all the boxes, you're good to go. So, you know, they don't know much about MMA. There's not really an MMA scene there um, in West Virginia. So when I come down here and I get my first eye exam down here after my first pro fight or whatnot, um, the doctor was like, hey, man, I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, you're like, he said some insanely high number. I want to say like 10,000. It might've been a thousand, but all I heard was thousand, like mm-hmm. times more likely to go blind. If you get hit in the head. What? Well, I have, I have really poor eyesight, which I, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, super, super blind, like can't see anything uh, right in front of my face. Oh, if wow. I don't have my contacts in. And I was like, you know, that's like one of my worst fears is being blind, losing, yeah. losing, like, and losing any sense is terrifying to me. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that's something to think about. And I thought about it for, you know, a few days. And um, I was at this party, this 4th of July party or something like that. Some, some birthday get together. And I start chopping it up with this guy in the pool. Uh, he, he was a fighter too. That's kind of how we got on the, you know, he saw my ear, started talking. And then something happened over on like, you know, one of our sides. And I was like, oh man, did you, did you see that over there? And he's like, no, I, uh, I actually, I have a detached retina. Oh my God. And he like, he like, he says, you know, you can't see out of this way. And like three days after I had that, I was, I just took it as a sign, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you oh know, my God. sometimes well, the universe okay. is talking to you, you know, sometimes the universe is talking to you. I'm glad you're okay. Cause you know, people be talking to me, oh, Rams, you ain't fighting no more. Mm. Yeah. Not, not, you know, Littleton. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'd still bust Littleton for two anytime he anytime he wants it, man. He can strap up the shoes. <laughs> I just I was just talking to him the other day. No, I want to I want to go up there and um, he's going to have a really tough team, and we're really tough. So I, I want to get up there and wrestle against him at some point in time. That'd be dope. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun, man. Nah, nah well, well, I'm definitely glad you're okay. And then like, yeah, so grappling like seems like the vibe, man. Like I seen some clips. I know you're eating up on eating up over there. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. 
Wagner's number one of the world. So when you're around, you know, somebody that good every day, you're going to pick up on a few things. Um, and there is a lot. I mean, you know, pe people up north in West Virginia are like, oh, those city boys in Miami, they don't know how to fight. Well, I can tell you this, that there are a lot of dudes mm -hmm. training real hard down here. Um, it's an MMA hotbed. It's a grappling hotbed. The wrestling is on the rise. I mean, you know, there's American top team. Yeah. It's just up the road. You've got Steve Mako up there coaching. Um, Greg Jones is coaching just down the road at Sanford MMA. There's the Goat Shed Academy, which like Jordan Bros was just training at right. here recently. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's just so much insane talent down here. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's no big – like I've rolled with NFL players and, and, and guys from one championship, the UFC, Bellator, all that, you know, um, here cool. in South Florida. So – um, yeah, man, if you're on the grappling scene down here, you're, you're just going to get tougher. Cause again, it's, it's that, uh, you know, you, you keep getting your butt kicked. You want to come back and give one or two out. No, absolutely. I think I need to just come in shape next time. And then, and then <laughs> you, you better be ready to go next time. I'll have a few hammers for you. Yeah. I need to, I need to, I need to take it more serious. I, I get every year <laughs> I come in a little bit better. Shape. You know, I was like, I was like 180. I'm like, I got back down to 170. Hey, ne next time you come in, we may be in the open air with no air conditioning. So, oh, really? Yeah, you, you might want to take some outside laps or something. I had to take a break, you know. <laughs> 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 no, but, but I'm super happy for you, coach. And, um, you know, so like, like before I, I, I let you plug, you, you know, like Mater Lakes and, um, I, I always say Mater Lakes and Matter Lakes and Golden Bear Wrestling. Uh, like what's something that'll help people? You know, a lot of people heard your stories and they find it super inspirational, encouraging, but what's something that'll help everyone keep moving forward in life? Um, I think that perseverance, having that perseverance, you just got to realize that tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's so easy, you know, to get trapped in that, in that dark space and just kind of let that just keep you there and beat you down. Um, but if you just wake up the next day and, you know, start checking the boxes, set some goals for yourself. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it, you're not going to get to the top of the ladder without taking the climb. So you got to start at step one, you know, whatever that looks like to you. Um, you know, and, and I think that if we're really honest with ourselves, we look in the mirror and say, you know, what is step one for me? I think that you can come to that conclusion. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, I definitely appreciate that, Coach. And so, like, where can people find you? Like, obviously, some people are going to listen to us, maybe some wrestlers, they, they want to come down there and train with you or ask some questions. So where can they find you and tell them a little bit about uh, Matter Lakes and Golden Bear Wrestling Club? Well, they can find me. I'm uh, Coach underscore Ram uh, Z, the actual letter mm -hmm. Z. But you can just find me, J.D. Ramsey. Um if your profile has something to do with wrestling, I'll probably let you follow. Um, you can find us, the Golden Bears, right here. That's right. Golden Bear Wrestling Club. You can find us at Golden Bear WC. Second shameless plug of that. Um, right. You'll be seeing us all across the country over the next few years. And um, you can follow us at Lakes Wrestling, also on Instagram. Right? That's that's the uh, high school team. So we've got our club, the Golden Bears, and then the um, the high school team, Matter Lakes. We've, we've got a girls team too. We've got a, a, a few stout girls coming and they just passed, just passed the FHSAA did. Uh, girls wrestling is now an official sport here in Florida. So, so they're going to wrestle the state tournament right there next to the boys this year. And that's going to be a real exciting time. Um, and I, as you know, you know, like Iowa and stuff's out in the program. So, but yeah, you can, you can find me here in South Florida and Miami, Hialeah to be exact. 
That's awesome. Well, hey, Coach, I definitely appreciate you taking time out to join the For the Masses podcast. Absolutely, JB. It has been a pleasure, man. Always a good time talking to you, brother. Absolutely. Thank you. Stay safe, man. Hey, Coach Ramsey brought some value, and he always brings value. I'm super grateful. I just got to experience him as a coach at the college level. Um, he it immediately took me under his wing, immediately took me under his wing, um, gave me what I needed to transfer over to like winning matches at a high level. So I'm super grateful I got to just be around him. Um, he's doing amazing things on the Florida wrestling scene for high school and college wrestling. So that's amazing. And and it's, it's showing his program has a group of amazing kids that are getting better year after year after year, making national scenes and is transferring well to college, well to college. So I'm grateful he was able to jump on for this Wrestling Wednesdays. He's the first Wrestling Wednesday. And um, I just appreciate all the love and support. Please follow us on all platforms. If you feel the need, please support us monetarily at our anchor support link. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. It's definitely a blessing. Thank you for listening for the Masses Podcast.